from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Good evening, folks. Welcome, 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 one and all. We are here from the Live Free or Die State. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live from America. Um, I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell. I want to make sure that the feed is working properly. want to make sure that everybody is in here. And uh, I'm trying to do the simulcasting again both on uh, YouTube and on Rumble, and it seems like we are there. So that's all good news. I want to make sure that you guys can hear everything okay. I want to make sure that you can see everything okay. So please, both on YouTube and Rumble, please let me know if you guys have a feed and if it sounds good, if you can hear everything, and uh, we'll continue to keep going. In the meantime, I will give some live shout-outs. Let's go to Rumble first. Uh, because, you know, Rumble is the bread and butter nowadays who uh, lets us actually have a show. Um, so we've got Sharon says, hi, everybody. Looks like Sharon is from Texas. Um, somebody said, I will be in Holland, Michigan on the 28th. That's great. we got North Carolina is in the building. Uh, people are saying, welcome back. We've got South Carolina watching. Thank you so very much. Becky said, no sound here. So hopefully they, you can get that fixed. Um, Sharon says, did you have a black eye while on vacation? No, I didn't. I did not. I hope it didn't look like I had a black eye anywhere. (laughs) Feed is good on YouTube as well, so that's great. All good here. We've got people from Kansas watching. Dina from Arizona says, missed you. Glad you and the fam are back safe and sound. Thank you very much. I appreciate that more than you know. Kentucky is watching. May God's blessing be upon you, Gene Bush. Well, may God's blessings be upon you as well, Gene. Thank you so very much. Um, Someone said, I couldn't get it on YouTube. Well, that's because we have a new YouTube channel. If you weren't watching this morning... Um, we had to have get a new YouTube channel because the old YouTube channel, psh, uh, YouTube decided to yank because they did not like what we were saying. We knew that was going to happen, so it is what it is. I only created another YouTube channel so people that could not, for whatever reason, use or get Rumble would have the ability to watch the show um, on another platform. So we've got Downers Grove, Illinois, watching. Crooked, Illinois, they said. Paula from OHIO is watching. Thank you, Paula. God bless you. I'm so glad you're watching. Stephanie from Texas um, is watching on Rumble. Thank you very much. Please, uh, ladies and gentlemen, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you're watching on Rumble, please take this opportunity to share the video, uh, like the video, give the video Rumble, uh, make sure that we uh, really... uh, you know, gear up and uh, continue to stay as an action item to audience that we are. Matter of fact, you guys are so all about action that this morning we had more people watching on Rumble than ever before. I believe we got up to about 7,200 people watching live on Rumble. So that was incredible to see. Sheila from Michigan. I can't wait to see everybody in Michigan when we get there. Um, we uh, Someone says, enjoyed Mike Lindell, General Flynn, and Roger Stone in Tampa. Amazing info, exactly. And you guys, you know what? Uh, if you watched Steve Bannon's show, The War Room, earlier this morning, they urged everybody, if you're getting a gift for anybody this year, get it from MyPillow.com. They said, just buy him out of everything because he is out there fighting hard and every store has dropped him. And remember, we are partnered here with Live from America with Mike Lindell as well. If you put in the promo code LFA, you get, uh, there's big, 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 um, 
deals going on in the Giza sheets right now. I just got an email today that said that they're offering, like, I think buy one, get one free on the Giza sheets and in even more of a discount. So make sure you guys check that out. Let's go over to YouTube for a minute. We got Trinette Michelle or Trinette Mitchell watching. Said missed you while you were gone. Um, Chris, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Debbie Dell from Pennsylvania. Welcome back from vacation, she says. Thank you. And Wendy Johnson is also watching on YouTube. So thank you guys all very much. Now, um, before we get into, uh, well, you know what, first, let's get right into Jesus Calling, okay, because there's a lot going on right now as far as um, people uh, debating. I'm having a debate with a lot of people via email, and there's a lot of people who are very, very upset with me for what I have said when it comes to denominations and religions on this earth and the man-made uh, rules, regulations, and traditions, and we touched on that earlier on today's show. I'm going to touch on that a little bit more on tonight's show. I won't, I, won't, uh, I won't keep you too long on that, but I think it's something that we need to make sure that we address. But before we do that, it is time to just forget about everything for a minute, forget about our jobs, forget about our stress, forget about the politics, forget about all of the stress and anxiety that's going on in the world, and focus our attention solely on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I will open up to June 21st, the evening version of Jesus Calling. And we will go ahead and read that, and we will also go and visit the uh, actual scripture in which this devotional is pulled from. It's June 21st, year of our Lord, 2021. It says, waiting in itself is not a virtue. Waiting is not a virtue. The important thing is how you wait. In a resigned, impatient way, or... In hope, keeping your focus on me. When your overarching hope is for me, or excuse me, when your overarching hope is for me, you have every reason to be confident. I am your help, I am your shield. And that is pulling from Psalm 3320, which says, We wait in hope for the Lord, He is our help and our shield. And also from Psalm 528, that says, But I am like an olive tree, flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. Again, Psalm 52, 8. And before you turn out the light tonight, put your hope fully in me. I have shielded you from many hardships, and I will continue to protect you. Again, folks, that is pulling from Jesus Calling, the evening version, and also showing you and directing you to the Scripture. Now, before we get to the Lord's Prayer, I'm cutting the reason why I'm, I, I did it so quickly this morning is because I wanted to leave time to talk about this. Now, if you did not watch this morning's show, um, then just uh, kind of really listen to what I'm saying. If you did watch it, just bear with me and see where I'm at now with it, okay? So last Thursday, I put out a newsletter saying Jesus came to destroy religion. I actually quoted exactly where that came from, where Jesus said, you shall not call anybody rabbi, for you only have one teacher, which would pretty much get right to the heart of Judaism. And he also says, and you will not call anybody on earth here father, for you only have one father in heaven. Now also, we all know the famous teachings of Jesus, where he said there are there is no way to the father except through me. So when I said that Jesus came to destroy religion, I am actually looking at the word religion as a man-made um, organization, okay? With man-made rules, man-made laws, and man-made regulations. And it's not, you don't have to, you don't have to, 
it, 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 it's, it's a lot more simpler than what religion, Islam, Catholicism, Judaism, all of the denominations of Christianity, it's a lot more simpler than what, mo than what they all teach. Okay? I am not saying that you are wrong for doing the traditions of those religions. Never said that once. Why I'm saying that, and the reason why I put that newsletter out there, was for one specific reason and one specific reason only. It's for you to know that you don't have to do all those things in order to have eternal life with, in, in, in heaven with God. And you should not teach to others that they have to do those things in order for them to have a relationship with God. The only thing that you have to do in order to have a full eternal life relationship with Jesus is repent of your sins when you do wrong and when you know you do wrong, sincerely mean them, the sincerely be sorry for them, and trust in Jesus and trust that he died on the cross for your sins in order for you to get to heaven. Remember, there's only one way to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. Confessing your sins to somebody else in hopes that they will get from that person to, G to God through Jesus is not correct. Do, you, do some people use that as a way to, uh, like, like, like a therapy or a way to cope with things? Yes, and there's nothing wrong with that. What I'm saying is if you want to teach what Jesus taught, that all of this other stuff does not need to be done. And boy, did I get a lot of flack for that. And I mean a lot of flack. People thought that I was attacking their belief system and their religion. And as a matter of fact, I will read you one right now. This person says to me, and I respect her so I won't say her name, and I, and I, and I hope I continue to have her as a viewer. But this person said to me this. <clears throat> Where in the Bible does it say Jesus is against Catholicism? Well, it doesn't say that. Actually, that word isn't even used when Jesus describes building his church. She then went on to say, Jesus Christ started the Catholic Church. No, he did not. Jesus Christ had Peter, his rock, start his church. Jesus Christ is the church. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Jesus Christ is the church. And then she said, for God's sake, do some research and learn something about the Catholic faith. I have. And I've also compared it with the teachings of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying that people who are Catholics are not Christians at all. Not saying that at all. She said, thank God our religion is not a Bible-only Christian. Where in the Bible does, it say, does Jesus say to be a Bible-only Christian? You are putting words in Jesus' mouth. Actually, I'm not. Actually, I'm actually saying exactly what Jesus said. You are not to call anybody rabbi, or and you are not to call anybody father, and there is no way to come to God unless through Jesus himself. That's what I'm saying. Okay? Now, Peter started the church. That's 100% right. But what happened after Peter's death? I can tell you what happens after Peter's death. The Catholic Church became political and had an agenda in order to structure kingdoms and so that kings would actually come to the Catholic Church for their guidance. Church is not a building. Church is not a set of rules. Church is what Jesus Christ is and what he represents. That's all I was trying to get to the bottom of. And then I asked this question, okay? 
I asked this question to that lady who I was just reading this from. I asked her, if Jesus Christ were to come back today, if he were to come back today, would he be happy with the Vatican? Or would he be upset with the Vatican? Would he be, would he be happy with the billions and billions of dollars of closely held um, uh, gold and silver and priceless gems and whatever that the Catholic Church has? Would he be happy with the fact uh, that all of the pedophilia that happened within the Catholic Church was not really punished by the Vatican? Would he be happy with the Pope and the Pope's position in this world? And would he be happy with everything that the Vatican stands for? I would say, by reading what the Bible says, that Jesus Christ would not be happy with the Vatican, nor would he be happy with many other religions or many other beliefs. So... If the answer is, would Jesus, if, if your answer to it, would Jesus Christ be happy with the Vatican today? If your answer would be no, then that is what I was trying to get across. I was not attacking you. I was not attacking Catholicism. I was attacking every other thing that teaches how to get to heaven and have eternal life outside of what Jesus Christ taught. Okay? I then had somebody tell me that it is not my place to preach. My place is only to spread the positive truth about the, I mean, the truth about the news. And I thought that was very, very upsetting to me. Because it's all of our place, and it's all of our right to spread the gospel. It's exactly what Jesus Christ told us to do. Now, I did get far more positive reactions from people than I did negative reactions. Matter of fact, a great friend, Deborah Flickinger, says, Jeremy, I'm sorry that you lost newsletter and donor people telling the truth or the gospel may not make you popular. Jesus wasn't popular either because he told the truth that the Jews did not like hearing. And all of the apostles suffered because of what they continued to speak about. What you said about calling no one father here on earth is verbatim what the Bible says. And your interpretation, and your interpretation was correct. Either you accept the Bible, the whole Bible, or you don't. We do not get to pick and choose which passages we don't like or want to follow. Not if we want to be saved, Jesus said. If you love me, keep my commandments. Not some of my commandments. And then she said, good job for standing up for the word. Again, I'm not trying to cause a rift or fighting between any of us who believe in God or want to follow Christ. I'm merely saying what I'm reading in the Bible and what Jesus clearly stated. There is no different interpretation in what Jesus said when he said, you are not to call anybody rabbi, you are not to call anybody father. Period. And there's only one way to God. And that's not just to go to heaven. That means to even speak to God. It is through Jesus Christ. Not through other people, not through priests, not through uh, pastors, not through imams, not through rabbis. You don't have to do that. And I don't want people to teach and bring other people to God by saying you have to do this. You have to hit midnight masses. You have to face one way a certain way when you pray to a God. You have to fast. You have to do this. That, that's not true. None of that is true. None of it is true. So we want to make sure that when we are trying to spread the seed to bring people to God, to bring people to God through Jesus that we only do it in the way that Jesus told us to do it. Man will always destroy everything. Man will always destroy everything. 
Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have pastors and that you can't have priests, but you need to know that you do not need to go through these people to talk to God. And you cannot go through these people to have eternal life in heaven with God. There's a reason why I was drawn to those verses that I put those newsletters out. There's a reason that God wanted me to see those exact verses in order to put that out in the newsletter. Works cannot save you. Christianity is the only belief or faith that does not require good works in order for you to get to heaven. I just put out a video on Instagram and Telegram saying this. You cannot bribe God to get your way into heaven. You cannot say, well, I did more good than bad. It does not matter. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude today's debate. <laughs> and, 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 and don't, don't get me wrong. I love the email. Send them to me. If you disagree with me, send them to me. I love having the back and forth. But don't think that I'm attacking you specifically because I'm not. I'm just merely spreading the word. Okay? All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the Lord's Prayer. Let's cap this off with the Lord's Prayer, and then we will get to Live from America. So, if you will, please join me and say it loud so all of heaven can rejoice. And if you don't know it, listen and learn, and you can say it with us from now on. Okay? <clears throat> Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. And I just saw somebody say that they can't believe about how anti-Catholic I am. I'm not anti-Catholic. And I'm not anti-anything, um, uh, really. I'm pro-Jesus. And I just say to you, and I just say to you, think about the, 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 the Vatican today, and would Jesus be happy with what he saw at the Vatican? That's really all you have to ask yourself. If you think he would be happy, then that's okay. But if you don't think he would be happy with it, and the Vatican is the cornerstone of the, of the Catholic religion, then you at least can see where I'm coming from. And I'll leave it at that. Okay? All right, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready on YouTube? Rumble, are you ready? Then let's get ready to rumble and let's start live from America. Judge Amaro, who is overseeing the unsealing of the ballots in Fulton County, Georgia, has decided today that he will continue to delay his decision once again as far as it, as it pertains to unsealing these ballots of Fulton County and, and, and pushing this forensic audit forward. And you have to ask yourself, why would he delay? Why would this judge delay again? Well, it's not because he's corrupt, and it's not because he's trying to appease the left in any way, ladies and gentlemen. The reason why this judge is delaying again his decision to move forward with the unsealing of these ballots so they can move forward with the forensic audit and, 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 and start the process to find out exactly what happened is because he does not want the left or any other judge above him to be able to say that he ruled incorrectly. 
And what he said today um, was that he wants to study the filings from the left even further and that he will make a, rule, a ruling at a later date. Now, do I wish that this judge would just come right out and say, hey, it is what it is. I ruled on it, and what I ruled on is the way it's going to be. I wish he did that, 100%. But the judge is actually saying that he wants to make 100% sure that his ruling will not get overturned. And in order to do that, he needs to hear all the arguments. And look, we got Corn Pop back in the building. Everybody put your hands together. Corn Pop is back. We needed Corn Pop. And if we don't have Corn Pop, life from America just ain't the same. So thank you, Corn Pop, for jumping in. Okay? <clears throat> um, Judy Masters says Jesus didn't did say Jesus did say not to call no man father. You're right. You're 100% right. So, this judge is actually just being careful. This judge is actually making sure that he hears all of the motions, all of the arguments from the left. Now, I listened to this um, I listened to this today. I listened to the judge and I listened to the left and I listened to their arguments, okay? And they actually I'm not saying they had good arguments, not at all. But they have arguments. And if this judge continues to push forward the forensic order, the unsealing of these ballots, without listening to all of their arguments, which they have some that had not been heard yet, then, he had, then, then we run the risk of it being overturned. And that's not what we want. We would rather have quality than quantity. You know what I mean? We want to make 100% sure. We want to measure. We want to uh, check, uh, verify, and, and, and check twice before we, we go and cut the board. You know what I mean? We want to measure twice before we just go and cut the board and screw it up. We want to make sure everything is in place. So, do I wish that this judge would have just said, hey, my earlier ruling is the way it is? 100%. Because that's the way, I, I, I mean, he was right when he, when he ruled it, and he'd be right to rule it now. But I get why he's doing it. He understands the left. He understands the corrupt judges that we have in this country, and he understands what can happen to his ruling if he's not careful. So he's not anti-Trump. I don't want you to think he's anti-Trump because he is not, okay? He is just being very, very careful in his ruling, okay? Um, so that's the first and foremost section of today. Now we are going to follow the first and foremost. I just wanted to get that out of the way because I know that there's a lot of people out there that think that this judge is corrupt which I believe I don't believe he is. This judge is not a lefty judge. He is a fair judge, and he is actually doing things the way he should do them. It's just not done on the timetable that we want it done on. But don't fret, okay? Georgia will still have its forensic audit. Pennsylvania will still have its forensic audit, okay? <clears throat> All right. I want to move on, and I want to give the first Smarty Award of the day today. So let's go ahead and cue that music. Who's it going to be, folks? Smarty Award. July, June 21st. It's actually going to go to an a, uh, a CBS reporter. And in conjunction with Project Veritas, okay, all these reporters that are coming forward, they're getting the Smarty Award every time some one of them does it. Now, we do have to be careful, okay? We do have to be careful because these reporters know that if somebody comes forward and is a whistleblower for the fake news company that they've been working for, then the conservative community will prop them up and send them GoFundMe money and they make a million dollars. All right? 
that's what's been happening. Every every one of these whistleblowers that comes forward and gets fired, whether they're from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or or or, or a fake news media outlet um, like CBS, CNN, whatever, they get propped up by us conservatives, and we donate to them because of the hardships that are going to follow their decision, and they make a million dollars. We have to be very, very careful, very careful, that these reporters aren't just doing it for that reason. We need and, and, and Project Veritas is that vetting platform that will do that. They will make sure that whatever information that they're getting from these po- folks is proper. They have uh, um, facts behind it. They have video proof behind it, audio proof behind it, or whatever. So the latest is a CBS reporter, and I want to play for you. Now, people that are watching on YouTube, you won't be able to see this, but you will be able to hear it. I want to be able to pl- um, play for you what she said, and it's great because she gave the <laughs> she gave the weather just like the last lady did, and then right at the end, she actually comes out <laughs> and says, "I'll be working with Project Veritas." Check this out. This is great. Good evening and thanks for watching First Forecast. I'm meteorologist April Moss and happy Father's Day. Today we saw temperatures above normal again, topping out at 85 degrees at Metro Airport. Plenty of sunshine today, but all good things must come to an end and that starts as early as tomorrow morning with showers moving in around 8 a.m. And speaking of a brand new week, I will be sitting down this week with Project Veritas to discuss the discrimination that CBS is enforcing upon its employees. Tune in to Project Veritas for my full story. Now, later Monday, we will see those showers continuing <laughs> through late morning. But by evening, we'll see you like how she just squeezed that in there? temperatures as well. So the great thing about this, folks, is uh, the President Trump was right all along. You were right all along. I was right all along. Fake news media is the case. All I can say is it's totally fake news. Just fake. It's fake. It's uh, made up stuff. That's right. And we now know. I mean, we already knew it anyway, but now because of all these whistleblowers coming out, this is just the tip of the iceberg, folks. This is just the tip of the icebergs. Of the iceberg. You're going to see so many reporters coming out. And why? Some of them for money. Okay, I get it. But a lot of them because they are sick and tired of being muzzled and of being puppets for the large corporations they work for. A lot of these people... Now, I understand she's a weather girl and she's not a journalist. I get it 100%. I get that 100%. But a lot of these people went into these um, uh, in, into these fields, into this field of work, to be reporters. A lot of them went there so that they could expose stories and give the truth to the people. And as soon as they get there, you'll do this, you'll say this, read off this teleprompter, your day's done, goodbye, go home. They don't want to live like that they don't want to live like that that's not why they got into this uh this field of work for that's not why they're they're there that's not why they studied to be a journalist it's not why they went to journalism school they went there to be journalists they went there to spread the truth to the american people and to the world about what's going on and what you're going to see is the same thing that you're seeing in, in, in social media. Social media platforms are in big trouble right now, too. Section 230 isn't going to be protecting these social media platforms very much longer. It's already not protecting them in some states like Florida and Texas and others. And now Twitter has been subpoenaed in the Fulton County case because of their involvement with hiding the story 
of what happened with Ruby Freeman and her daughter, who have both lawyered up with high-profile criminal defense attorneys. Now, my question to you is, all right, my question to you is, how is Ruby Freeman and her daughter, who do not make much money, and who are seasonal workers when it comes to um, uh, being employed to do election um, uh, work, how are they affording these high-profile criminal defense attorneys? I want to know, follow the money. Who is paying for them to have these expensive criminal defense attorneys, and why are they getting criminal defense attorneys if they didn't do anything wrong? In this case, Twitter has been subpoenaed. And you're going to see the unraveling. The string has already started to be pulled. And why? Because of President Donald J. Trump. All of this, um, all of this credit for draining the swamp goes to President Trump. When he said the best is yet to come, he meant you exposing everything. He meant me exposing everything. He meant Project Veritas doing what they do. He meant Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and all these people who work hard to expose what's going on on the left. The Jim Jordans that are in Congress. You know what I mean? The the Ted Cruz's. He meant for all of us to take up the mantle and, and, and continue to pull on the threads that he started pulling on to begin with. And you're seeing it happen with big tech. You're seeing it happen with um, fake news media. CBS, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all of them. And what you're starting to see is the rise of podcasts and the rise of smaller news networks like Real America's Voice News, OAN and Newsmax. Their numbers are going through the roof. Podcasts. Numbers are going through the roof. You even had Brian Stelter, who, by the way, is under 40 years old. You would have never guessed that, right? I would have never guessed that Brian Stelter is less than 40 years old. Okay? But you had Brian Stelter come on last week complaining about podcasts. And he's complaining about podcasts because he's lost over three quarters of his audience. And where they're going? They're going to podcasts to get the news. So now you're having CNN and others complain to the FCC and other uh, and, and 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 Twitter and Instagram and Facebook to start deleting these people because they're in direct challenge to their audience. And my question is, why do these cable news networks and these cable and these news stations think that they're just entitled to your viewership? Why do they think that? Why do they think just because they have the name CBS or because they have the name CNN or because they have the name Fox News that they are entitled to your viewership? They're actually upset at the fact that you are choosing to watch other platforms, i.e. podcasts and other news networks like America's Voice News, OAN and Newsmax. They're actually upset and think that you don't have the right to do that because you're hurting their viewership. Think about that. All I got to say is... You are fake news. That's it. You are fake news. That is why you're losing your viewership. You lie. That is why you're losing your viewership. And when you actually argue with the people that call into your show and tell you why they stopped watching you, then you can see how desperate you really are. I have people in the last few days tell me they will never watch me again. Do you think I argue with those people to watch me? Do you think I say, well, that's not right. You should continue to watch me because X, Y, and Z. No, I don't. You know what I say to them? I say, it was great to have you while you were here. Your input was very you know, appreciated, and God bless you, and I hope that you find what you're looking for. Why? Because I'm not entitled to have your viewership. 
the people that are watching right now, the 6,000 people that are watching right now are here because you like what you hear and you've been able to validate what I say as being true. And a lot of you are here because of that we, we preach the gospel. But if you want to leave, if you get mad because I say something bad about man-made religion, that's not my... I can't argue with you to keep you here. Same way Brian Stelter can't argue with you for you to watch his show just because he has the name CNN in front of it. They killed themselves. They dug their own grave. President Trump exposed it, and the best is yet to come, which is on this hat, is all of us continuing to pull back the curtain and show you that it's not a great wizard. It's just a feeble old man running a few machines. You get what I'm saying, right? Becky80 on Rumble says, we are truthers. Patriot560 says, I only watch you, Jeremy, for the truth, and you give it to us. He <laughs> I'm here for the impressions. <laughs> Kathy on um, Kathy Laidhoff on YouTube says fake news, censorship, voter fraud, China man-made virus. Exactly. Um, and Thomas Hammaker says we love you, brother. I love you too, man. I love you too. Actually, I want to do go back. I, I want to go back to um, thanking a few people. Actually, I opened up some letters and some uh, and some and some cards today, and I want to thank a few people. I want to thank Kay Sharon from Virginia for your letter and your donation. I want to thank Holly Allen from Ohio for your donation. Susan Geyer, who's been with me for a long time, I want to thank you for your letter that you sent. I also want to thank Janice Smiley from Pennsylvania for your letter. Sharon White from New Hampshire for your donation. And, of course, our good friends Donald and Connie Fries for your donation as well. I want to make sure I always thank you guys as much as I possibly can. Because if without you, this, this show doesn't exist. And I've said it a thousand times. I don't exist. This, this, this entire thing that we're doing here does not exist without all of you. I will never lie to you. I will never let you down. Will we disagree sometimes? A hundred percent. But that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to disagree sometimes, and we're supposed to debate. Okay? Um, what's going on with Joe Manchin, somebody said. Well, before we move on to the next topic, let's talk about that real quick. Joe Manchin actually has caved in a little bit. Not on the filibuster. Not on the filibuster. But on federalizing the elections. And he has come back with a counteroffer saying that you have to do voter ID and a few other things. So Joe Manchin is right there on the cusp of, of being able to be talked into federalizing the elections. That's what's going on with him. Now, we haven't got 100% verification whether or not he's 100% going to vote with them because he gave them a list of demands that I don't know they're willing to do or they're, or they're not willing to do. All I, I know is that one of the big things that he said has to be in it is, um, is to show voter ID. But again, federalizing the elections is against the Constitution, and you would have to have two-thirds of the states in order to change the Constitution uh, because it, according to the Constitution, it's a state right. So good luck with that. Good luck with that. All right, um, now we're talking about these, these reporters who are whistleblowing against the fake news media companies they work for. And courage is contagious. That's why you're seeing more and more of it. So speaking of courage, let's talk about Amon Bundy. Now you might know who Amon Bundy is. Okay, He belongs to the Bundy family. The Bundy family was the, the family that took up arms, as is their Second Amendment right, against the Bureau of Land Management and actually chased the Bureau of Man Land Management away. 
They actually won that standoff. Now, if you want to talk about courage, that is the most courageous thing I've seen since I've ever, ever, since I've been alive. Okay? Since I've been alive, that is the most courageous thing I've ever seen and the most um, pro-Second Amendment thing I've ever seen is when the Bundy family and those ranchers came together on horseback with loaded rifles, stood in front of the BLM, get it? Bureau of Land Management, and said, this is our land, and you're not taking it. Now, the next time some liberal or some progressive or some anti-gun or anti-Second Amendment person starts talking to you and saying, hey, you don't need an AR-15 to hunt. You say, no, you're 100% right. I don't need an AR-15 to hunt. What I need an AR-15 for or an AK-47 or a 50 cal or whatever it is that I have is so that I can have power, firepower, that is equal to the government so that they don't intrude on my rights and trample over my rights. And when the Bundy family took up arms and got on horseback and stood in front of the Bureau of Land Management, that's exactly what the Second Amendment is for. So when some liberal comes to you, you just say, point to that. Then a member of their family, Lavoie, was murdered by the FBI because of what they did. Straight out murdered. 100% murdered by the FBI for what he did, for what that family did. You remember that? If you don't remember it, I suggest you go back and you and you read up on it and research it a little bit. Because it's exactly why we have the Second Amendment. It's exactly why we're allowed to have the guns that we do have. And our rights are given to us by God, not by the government that we give the power to. Anyway, speaking of courage, Amon Bundy has decided that he is going to run for the governorship of, Ohio, of Idaho. So if you live in the state of Idaho, and you want to get behind somebody who actually stood up when courage was really needed and stood up to the government at the risk of getting killed, which we already know Lavoie was murdered, ladies and gentlemen, then I would suggest putting your help, your donations, anything that you can behind Eamon Bundy for becoming the governor of Idaho because he just announced that today. All right? And um, I got to say, man, what they did to Lavoie... It's, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to continue the show without thinking about this, but I remember what they did to Lavoie. And not only do I remember what they did to him, all right? I remember the video footage from inside the truck that his family was taking, taken, taking when they murdered him. He got, and he was on his way to the sheriff. They blocked the road, if you don't remember, they cornered him. He got out of his truck and they murdered him. Got out of his truck and they murdered him. It was scary, man. It was a scary sight to watch. And the government can do that to anybody they please. And it's scary. So, if you want to get uh, more if you want to know more about it, then reach out to Eamon Bundy. I'm sure he could uh, I'm sure he could use your help. All right? All right, let's go ahead and give the Dumb Dumb Award of the day. Well, the first Dumb Dumb Award of the day today. And this is going to go to the far-left progressive groups that are running $1 million worth of attack ads against Kirsten Cinema. That's right, their own party, ladies and gentlemen. And this is why I wish Kirsten Cinema would switch to the Republican Party. I know she's not a Republican. I know she doesn't have conservative values. I get it. 
But this might be the tipping point to let her realize how bad her party, or how far her party has left her, has went to the left of her, I should say. Far left groups um, will be running ads from today through June 30th, up to a million dollars worth of ads, attack ads, pressuring her to get rid of the filibuster. Now, some would say that this is exactly what we did, attacking our own, when it came to uh, Liz Cheney. It's not the same, folks. It's not the same at all. The reason why we went after Liz Cheney and the reason why we're going after people like Susan Collins and Murkowski is because they attacked Donald J. Trump. They jumped on the lies of the left and attacked the leader of their own party and started and jumped on the bandwagon and accused him of things that were not true. That is why we went after Liz Cheney. That is why we're going after Adam Kinzinger. That is why we're going after Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski. That's why we're going after people like Kevin McCoward and Mitch McConnell. We're going after them because they betrayed us, not because they don't agree with us. The left is going after their own, not because they were betrayed, because they don't agree with them in getting rid of something that is set in stone. And, 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 and helps balance the powers of this country. And when you have a, an entire when you have an entire political party who has not only used and in my mind released, but used COVID to give themselves power and wealth and then in order and give themselves the ability to cheat and steal an election, then no, people should not agree with them. Kirsten Cinema should hold her own when it comes to the filibuster. So Kirsten Cinema is getting attacked left and right, and I think we should dedicate the rest of our week to calling her offices, both in Arizona and in Washington, D.C., and giving her all the support that we can give. Matter of fact, we'll do that on both to, uh, both shows tomorrow. We will call Kirsten Cinema's office and continue, and Joe Manchin's as well. We will continue to give them the support that they need to hold the line for this country and for the future of our uh, of this of this great republic, okay? Um, Bobby Driver says, "Why does Donald Trump still support Kevin McCoward?" I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's strategy. I don't know. He said less and less about him lately. I can tell you that. He has said less and less about him. Twinkle twenty ten on you on uh, Rumble says, "I want my stolen vote back." I'm sure millions of people do too. Um, Summer 2011 says, anti-Catholic. Don't know if you're saying that you are or if you're calling me that. Either way, I'm pro-Jesus. If that makes me anti-everything else, then I'll gladly be anti-everything else. (laughs) Amanda Collins says, yes, let's please call her tomorrow. We will, Amanda. We'll call her on both shows. Okay? All right. Let's go ahead and give the second Dumb Dumb Award of the Day today. Let's go ahead and cue that Dumb Dumb music, shall we? Now, this Dumb Dumb... <laughs> this Dumb Dumb isn't going to go to a specific person. It's going to go to... It's going to go to a bunch of people, actually. Now, I'm going to play a video for you. And the Dumb Dumb Award is going to these people because they were asked to give an accomplishment of Kamala Harris. There's a big mural up of Kamala Harris, and on the mural it says, I'm speaking. Pulling that quote from when she was debating 
Mike Pence, and Mike Pence cut her off, and she said, excuse me, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. I'm speaking right now. So there's a big mural of Kamala Harris up that says, I'm speaking on it. So this guy, Benny on the Block, who I love, go, I, I, I love watching, he, he works for Turning Point USA, he does a, he does a, a segment where he says, uh, calls it Benny on the Block, and he goes out and he interviews people. Well, he interviewed all these people who saw this mural, and he asked them, what is your favorite accomplishment of Kamala Harris? <laughs> Wait till you hear this. Here we go, folks. Benny on the block. Let's go. What's your favorite Kamala Harris accomplishment? I don't know. How about you? I, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say, I would say so. Yes. <laughs> I honestly, I was just gonna pass right by it until you stopped. So. <laughs> I didn't even know. Yeah. 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 Would you hang that in your house? Would you like? I wish my house was that big, but yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> maybe a smaller version. Absolutely. Use yes. as a pool cover. That's not a bad idea. See, I thought they were covering construction. That's what I originally thought it was. I was like, oh, shit. hope I don't get a nail. <laughs> you know, that's what I thought it was. I didn't think anything of it. What's your favorite Kamala Harris accomplishment? Um, just her being the, the vice president. Okay, so for the people on YouTube, uh, I, I do want to say one thing. So he asked this person, what is your favorite Kamala Harris accomplishment? And this gentleman just said that she's vice president. And right after that, it pops up a thing that says, Vice President picked by an old white male. So it's not an accomplishment to be the Vice President, okay? Especially when you were only polling at 2% with your own party when you were running for the President of the United States. That's not an accomplishment. Now, if you were going head-to-head -head with Joe Biden, and it was a close call, and they ended up picking him over you, and then he picked you as a Vice President, then at least you earned that Vice Presidency. You earned that call-up. But when you were only polling at 2%, ladies and gentlemen, then you didn't accomplish becoming the vice president. You were picked because of what you looked like and who you were. You were picked because you were a woman, and you, picked and you were picked because you had dark skin. That's the only reason. It's not an accomplishment. And you'll hear most people say that their favorite accomplishment by Kamala Harris is becoming the vice president of the United States. Why? Because there's actually no accomplishment to speak of. But let's go back to the video, shall we? About Kamala Harris, can you name any of her accomplishments? Uh, not offhand. I tell you, I can't. Not offhand. I mean, she became vice president. Uh, she was in the Congress. Uh, I believe she was a senator. Uh, L.A. She was the first woman uh, district attorney or something like that. But I mean, besides that, very little. I haven't looked too much into her, anything like that. I, I'm just being honest, you know. What's your favorite Kamala Harris accomplishment? Listen to this guy. My favorite Kamala Harris accomplishment, honestly, is just that she's been um, great at inspiring young women, uh, especially women of color, to go leaps and bounds. Whether it's vice presidents, uh, to be in the nursing field. Uh, she's just recently spoke at the Naval Academy, so if it's a military background. Uh, but she is so um, genuine from the heart and personable. Do you plan to visit the border? Uh, um, not today. 
and she's a great leader as well. So I think that her greatest accomplishment is just being her, her true self, and then she's inspiring a new wave of leaders, um, which is what we need. Do not come. Do not come. What's your favorite accomplishment for Kamala? Listen uh, to this lady. Just to be the first female vice president and the first woman of color. Um, just to have this this level of visibility and level of office. It's incredible. It just opens up the whole future for women. We'll do one more and then we'll shut it down. So for those on YouTube, what it's doing right now with the music playing, it's showing all of the people on the conservative side and on the Democratic side who were women who have done accomplishments over the last hundred years and exactly what they accomplished. That's what it's showing right now. Well, so we're here in this specific location. This guy is the, of this takes the cake. Yes, that's right. He knows the line, John. He knows the line. All right. So here's our mural of Kamala. The question is, my question is, what do you think of it? What do you think of this big mural? I love it. I think, first of all, it's crocheted, which takes... I love it. Right? And I think it's a very, it was a very um, iconic statement when she said it because she wanted, you know, a lot of women are silenced here or not given a, a voice. Mr. Chairman, today, I have a point today, of order. Mr. Chairman, I have a point of order. Gentleman is not recognized. So we know today, clearly you're going woman, to interrupt us throughout this hearing. A woman is it's not a Democrat shutting down a Republican woman. And I think that it was, yeah, it was a really important moment for women and for politicians everywhere. When are you going to the border, Vice President? The administration has asked... So long story short, ladies and gentlemen, let's just cut it short because I can't stand listening or watching anything about Kamala Harris at all. Um, she hasn't accomplished anything. She hasn't done anything. She didn't do anything before she was vice president. She, let's just say, let's just call a spade a spade. She slept her way to the top. She has no accomplishments to speak of whatsoever. She imprisoned a, no, a record number of black and brown men as a, 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 in California. And she's got no political capital and no political wins whatsoever. If she did, I'd be the first to say, well, she did that. She did that or she did that. But she did none of that. She did nothing. So what qualifies her to be, A, the vice president, or B, the possible president of the United States? Hmm. Corn Pop says, Jeremy, are you in Wisconsin on Wednesday or Thursday? We are in Wisconsin on Thursday, July 1st. All right. Now, I want to show you. We're, let's go from one embarrassment to the next. And I will explain to the people on YouTube what I'm showing here. I'm about to show a picture to the people on Rumble, okay, of... The president of France, what's his name, Emmanuel Macron or whatever, check this out. Look at the way he's pointing his finger at Joe Biden. Look at the way he's got his finger in the face of Joe Biden. Joe Biden continues, continues to embarrass us on a global scale, ladies and gentlemen. Look at the way Macron is his finger right in Joe's face. And Joe does nothing. Joe does nothing because Joe can do nothing. 
It's actually a massive embarrassment. Trump would never have allowed... So for those who are watching on YouTube, Macron is right up in Joe's face in one picture, and he's pointing at him like this, and Joe has got his hand away like this with his eyes closed. And then another picture, he's actually got his finger about an inch away from his chest, pointing at his chest. Now, body language would tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that what he's saying there isn't something nice, isn't, isn't, a, uh, isn't a, a compliment in any way. He's actually scolding him. He's actually scolding him. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is being embarrassed on a global scale. Can you imagine if that weak, feeble little Emmanuel Macron would have pointed his finger in the chest of President Trump? A, it would have never happened. It would have never happened. Ever. It wouldn't have happened with Putin. It wouldn't have happened in North Korea. It wouldn't have happened in Iran. It wouldn't have happened anywhere on this globe. Why? Because Donald Trump is a true leader and a man. And you're not going to sit there and point your finger in the face of anybody, man or woman, who has some self-respect. That right there, when I seen that picture, it made me sick to my stomach that that is our current, illegitimate, but that is our current resident of the United States on a global scale. And if Emmanuel Macron, who is literally the size of a coffee cup, can point his finger and intimidate Joe Biden in, 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 in a global meeting, imagine what Iran, North Korea, Russia, China is all doing behind closed doors, laughing and knowing that they can push this guy around and do whatever that they want him to do. He's a puppet not only of the far left in this country, but he's a puppet on a global scale. It's sickening to watch, and I'm very, very embarrassed right now, as an American, to have somebody like that being an ambassador to who we are. Even Putin was making fun of him. Even Putin was making fun of him, right out in the opening, right out in the open. They asked Putin, do you remember this conversation? He goes, oh, I don't remember it very well, but I'm sure Biden will. He's got a great memory. What a dig. What a dig. And then Putin says, maybe you should find out who killed Ashley Babbitt, who ordered the assassination of Ashley Babbitt. Now, that's just Russia dividing this country even further, but he's got a point, doesn't he? He's got a point, doesn't he? Cheryl Williams on Rumble says, Trump would have never put up with that. Boris Johnson shushed Biden with his hand twice at the G. He did. He did. And then the entire group laughed at Joe Biden when he said, oh, we should recognize this person too. And Boris goes, yeah, I already recognized that person. I already did that. I already did that. And the whole group laughed at him. What a, I mean, just, it, it's so, so sickening and embarrassing. Now, I want to follow this up, ladies and gentlemen, with, a po with, with something that I saw on Ted Cruz's Instagram. Now, you guys have probably all seen this making its rounds, but it's this father who, is go who went to a school board meeting, and he is literally laying down facts when it comes to critical race theory. And I'll tell you what, everybody in the world should see this video. So I'll play this for you guys now on Rumble. And for you on YouTube, you can hear it. I'm sure you've seen it anyway on Facebook. When you talk about critical race theory, which is pretty much going to be teaching kids how to hate each other, how to dislike each other. That's pretty much, that's pretty much I don't care what it's pretty much what it's going to all come down to. You're going to deliberately teach kids? This white kid right here got it better than you because he's white? You're going to personally tell a white kid? Oh, the black people are all down and suppressed. How do I have two medical degrees if I'm sitting here oppressed? How do I get... No mom, no dad in the house. Work my way through college. Sat there and hustled my butt off to get through college. You gonna tell me somebody that looked like all y'all white folks kept me from doing that? Are you serious? 
Not one white person ever came to me and said, well, son, you're never going to be able to get nowhere because you know the black people. But guess what? What's sickening about this whole thing is what y'all doing right now is already something I do in my community right now to speak out against stuff because black folks are getting told by other black folks, oh, you know you ain't going to be able to do nothing out there in the world because them white folks ain't going to let you get nowhere. Oh, you know you're not going to be able to do here because you know, white, the, the white man, the white man going to keep you down. Well, how did I get where I am right now if some white man kept me down? How am I now directing over folks that look just like you guys in this room right now? How? What, what, what kept me down? What oppressed me? I work for myself from off the streets to where I am right now. You gonna sit here and tell me this lie of critical race theory? Of this, this, this is the reason why black folks can't get ahead because of white folks? Are you kidding me? This is what we come to now. I can't believe we even talking about this right now. The last thing we're gonna say right here is something that's crazy. Martin Luther King said he wanted his kids to grow up in a world where they are judged by the contents of their what? Yeah. Their hair, not their skin. If they let this stuff go on right now, it is absolutely going to complete reverse of what he's doing. So when February comes, don't talk about Martin Luther King. When February comes, don't talk about black people. Mother dog will sit there and just pee must pee on his grave with this nonsense. That's exactly what's about to happen. Lastly, we are talking about our kids. We are talking about our children. What's so sickening about me? I love the Discovery Channel. You will see that on the Discovery Channel, animals will put their lives on the line to protect their Children from Amen. danger. Nobody want to get to the heart of the matter, get to the meat of the matter, get to more of the story. It all comes down to it. The person that's going to be suffering from this, the one that's going to be hurt from this, is the kids. Yeah. Ten years from now, if this stuff goes on, whose fault is it going to be? Whose fault is it going to be? Who are we going to look back on and blame for this? Because this is stuff we're talking about right now. This stuff is going on right now. I do this stuff on a daily basis. I'm in the hood. I'm in the communities. I'm out there with folks in their face. I've been doing stuff since I was 18 years old, talking to black folks. You know what? None of them are buying this nonsense. None of them are. But if you want to implement this into the school system, I guarantee you to the day that I die, I'm going to be the very person right there debunking stuff, tearing stuff down, letting them know they can do exactly what I did and get exactly where I am by putting themselves to work and getting there. And not one white person ever going to keep any of them from getting there. So Boom. That man is a national hero, and I hope his words ring throughout the world and everybody hears that. He, he just said exactly what the friends that I have, who are not white, are saying. That this critical race theory crap is nothing but division of our youth. It will divide us, it will, it will further divide this country, and it will keep people under the mentality that they are victims. That they are victims. What he said was 100% right. Now, he'll be called Uncle Tom by the left. He'll be, he'll be called white supremacist, white nationalist, sympathizer, whatever. All because he went against the narrative. But he's not going against the narrative. He's going with the truth. He's going with the truth. Just like I'm not anti-Catholic, I'm going with what Jesus said. Now there's a person on Rumble named Summer Eleven. I'm going to address this real quick before I get to the last story of the day. Who says that they're not going to sit there and let me spew lies about her church. You're not going to spew lies about my church. Number one, I'm not spewing lies. And if you think that I'm spewing lies, then that means Jesus is a liar. Number one. Because I got that right from the good book, ma'am. Number two, it is not your church. The church belongs to Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, the Messiah. So don't continue to come at me and say that I'm spewing lies and hate about your church. I am simply saying what Jesus said in Scripture about His church. Let's not get it twisted. All right?
Now, the last story of the day. Indiana University, who gets public funds, is being sued by the students and by the parents and by employees who work for Indiana University because of their mandate that everybody get the experimental shot that is supposedly supposed to keep you safe from the Fauci virus. Let me read this to you. After Indiana University recently implemented a vaccine mandate for all students, parents founded the IU Family for Choice um, that not mandates... um, that not mandates group and filed a lawsuit Monday against the university. The publicly funded university sent an email to all faculty and staff and students announcing they are required to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. According to the press release, the university threatened employees who do not want to take the vaccine, noting that if they refuse it, their employment will be terminated. Similarly, students who refuse the vaccine will lose access to all IU systems and have their class registrations revoked. In response, James Bopp Jr. of the Bopp Law Firm, who is representing the IU Family for Choice Not Mandates, has filed a public records request asking for all public records regarding the making of this decision and for all public records related to the implementation of this policy to determine whether or not this mandate is justified. Also, warning that the Indiana University's policy opens the door to intentional religious discrimination and that the university could be in violation of federal law. Um, and if this passes, or if this, if they are successful in this lawsuit, ladies and gentlemen, if they are successful in this lawsuit, then that will be a precedent set for all other universities, schools, places of employment, hospitals, like down in uh, Texas, where that judge ruled that they can mandate it in order for people to come back. If they win this lawsuit against Indiana University, it'll be a huge step forward for us in this world who do not want to take an experimental shot from a virus that was man-made and manipulated in Wuhan, China. China. Ladies and gentlemen, so let's continue to watch that. Let's continue to show our support behind the people who are actually fighting this. And uh, sooner or later, ladies and gentlemen, we will be on the right side because we are on the side of God and God is fighting for us even when we don't see it, okay? Um, Summer 2011 says, It looks like LFA will be strictly a fundamentalist group. Okay, well, you have a choice, and that choice is to turn the show off if you do not like it. Again, I appreciated your viewership while you were here. You can agree to disagree and still like the show. The fact of the matter is, well, we'll just leave it at that. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for tonight's Live from America. I want to say thank you very much for your viewership including yours, uh, summer 2011. I appreciate you while you're here, and I appreciate uh, everything that you believe and everything that you say. Um, I just like to spread the gospel, which I get directly from the Bible. I don't make it up, okay? And please, ladies and gentlemen, go to jeremyherald.com. Check out all of the tabs at the top so that you can stay up to date with everything that is going on. Watch old videos, listen to MAGA music, and sign up for the newsletter uh, so that you can receive uh, morning devotionals that I get straight from the B.I. B-L-E. Thank you very much. And if you can, 
uh, and, and you can find it in your, um, your finances, consider becoming a monthly donor here on Live from America because this show is entirely viewer-funded. And also, we're going to be doing a big segment tomorrow on ProvidingHopeVA.com. I showed you who those guys were uh, a couple weeks ago, and they are building houses and homes for veterans, disabled vets, who just can't seem to get back on the right side of things and who are having a rough time in life and who just don't have a home. So we're going to be doing a big segment on that tomorrow. I hope you guys are here. Hope you guys join me. And I will see you tomorrow for more Live from America. Remember, there are right ways. There are wrong ways. But there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great evening.